played my best for him. We got literal drummer boy on Christmas morning. The only thing better might be the version that we got. That was fun, right? I think that was inspired by Of King and Country. Is that right? Okay. Um, But even better than that, Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday. No, was found to be on a Sunday. If you've been around the last few weeks, that's funny to you. Um, And you came to morning service. Some people are like, I'll skip the morning because I can come at 4.30. Understand, you could come to both services today, but they could never be like you. (laughs) Welcome to the few, the proud Welcome to Rock Bible Church on Christmas Eve. It is the Super Bowl for us. We are Rock Bible Church and we're Christ-centered, biblically-based, compelling, casual community. We're compelling ourselves and others to Christ in casual ways that welcome all to worship, be in a community that serves the greater community. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, we've had some favorite parts of the service already, but there are some more favorites coming uh, because it's Christmas so there has to be a baby, right? We get an actual baby. We're going to dedicate uh, at the end of service today, so that's going to be kind of fun. And then as much as I love the little drummer boy song, because it is one of my favorite Christmas songs, we have a closing song that whew, I got a little verklempt this morning during practice. <clears throat> and no, I'm not going to define that. Uh, welcome to part five of our six-part Christmas series, Christmas Resolutions. We had a little fun because New Year's is coming, and we usually think of resolutions around New Year's, and we might have a Sunday service extra around New Year's when it comes to resolutions. Uh, but I was looking at this Matthew passage, chapter 1, 18 through 25, and thinking to myself, you know, there's, got a, lot, there's a lot we need to resolve if we're going to believe. Um, I, I need not believe anything to celebrate Christmas. Look at the whole world, right? Gifts and presents and buying stuff and sugar. Amen. Anybody can celebrate sh- uh, Christmas. Um, who, who, can, who can believe it, though? Who can buy it? It's far-fetched. It's like a stretch, all capitals, Right? And looking through the different ones, I mean, how, do you, how do you come to terms with the virgin birth? How do you come to terms with a couple like Mary and Joseph actually making it through the hard times that would have been brought on by an angel showing up? How do you come to terms with an angel in a dream and that kind of thing? Or thinking that you might be part of a prophecy from who knows how many thousands or hundreds of years ago and resolving all those things if we can, what was wrong with that sentence? When we can resolve those things, all of a sudden we have meaning. And then we have joy, unspeakable joy. Uh, love makes sense, right? This morning's uh, Advent reading was brought to you by love, right? Well, Christine, but it was brought to you by love. Um, So that's the importance of what we're doing um, this morning and and what we've been doing the last four weeks, 
Uh, today, this morning is five. Tonight is six. I'll give you a commercial later on that. But uh, let's jump in uh, because it's kind of fun today and it feels like the Super Bowl for me. And so I want to knock it out of the park. You mixed your analogies, Scott. It's okay. Wait till I score a hat trick. Then you'll really be confused. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Look up or look down if you're using your Bibles. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. That's what we talked about the first week. How do we make sense of that? Her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is the dream and the angel. We looked at that a couple weeks back, a couple, three weeks back, um, and then verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's the prophecy. We looked at that last week. Uh, two weeks ago, we looked at that couple, Mary and Joseph. How do they decide to stay together and make this whole thing work? I mean, Joseph had some tough decisions. Today I want to look at verse 24. Man. When Joseph woke from sleep. What are those two words there? I'm going to read this, the clause that I just read up to the comma. And then I want you to read just the next two words. I think you can handle it. There's only five letters. Okay. There we go. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did. that's the whole sermon this morning. He did. Let's pray and uh, go off to your, no, are we done? That's what I want to resolve today. He did. If it was me, it would read, he did not. <laughs> right? I probably would have run. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. Knew or not until she had given birth to the son. And he called his name Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Um, he did it. Um, in modern day, at least in my household, we call it, we say it this way. He obeyed. And I want to know how did he get to do that? I need to understand why do people obey? Because when I figure that out, I can teach it to my kids. No? Uh, okay. Um, so I want to resolve the obedience. I want to resolve how, how did he follow through on this? Uh, because I think there's some great ways to understand it. And from the passage, it actually makes great sense. Uh, sense. The first one is that he, he assumed the history if we're going to believe that Joseph obeyed, we have to believe why would he do it? 
Well, he did it because he assumed the history. He assumed what God had done in the past. He assumed that God shows up, that there are angels. He assumed that God speaks. He assumed that God shows up on the scene. In fact, the idea that God would be with us, this prophecy and name, Emmanuel, makes total sense to him because at the very beginning of the book, the moment Adam and Eve get in trouble, because couples always get in trouble, who shows up on the scene? And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. And he said, where are you? Not only does he assume the history to be true, but he assumes the history to have reason behind it. That when God shows up on the scene, it's rather, rather than just to play around or see what's going on, stumble on some surprises, or try to figure it out. It's like uh, one of my favorite pastors that I listened to on his podcast, Ed Noble from Journey Community Church in La Mesa, California. God's never surprised. When he shows up on the scene, he has an agenda. And the first question he asks in the book to them is, where are you? Who's he trying to engage with? Them. And, cumulatively, therefore, he wants to assume uh, to engage with us. Joseph has a history. He's a Hebrew. He's from the tribe of Judah. He knows that God regularly has shown up on the scene. Right When they walked around Jericho, who showed up? Right When they were stuck at the edge of the ocean and they needed away from the guys on the chariots, who showed up? He assumed that the history was true. And rather than asking the question, uh, could that happen? Is he real? Science doesn't work with it. He asked a different question. How is he real? And how does the science work? You see, when we assume the history, this is no longer commercial or an excuse to party. It becomes personal. In fact, you have an opportunity. And so, rather than him being too freaked out, he was afraid, that's why he needed to be told not to be afraid, um, and rather than trying to logically work it out, I think he was paying full attention because he assumed the history. See, second thing is this, so assume the history, and if you assume the history, then you have a shot at having a different experience, but you'll have to do number two as well. Hmm, there's one blank, and then it says, on sume. <laughs> what do you think that first letter is? C. Oh, thank you, Vanna. Uh, consume. Now, before we fill in... I was going to check the AV team to see if they preemptively strike my underlines. Before we fill in that last blank, I want to ask you, more than assuming the history, he had to assume the message and the messenger because the angel showed up in the dream and said, blah, 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 bunch of information. What was the information? The information came in the form of 
an English type of speech rather than an observation or a claim or a promise or a feeling, what did the angel say? Most of you don't like these. I personally dislike them very much. When somebody comes and commands you, hmm, would the pastor use two C words in a row? Yes, he has a disease, <laughs> right? Consume the command. He says, do not be, what? Afraid. Yeah, or do not fear. Is that an ask? No, that's a tell. And we could talk about how he had emotion going on, so need to be told that. But rather than, hey, you, don't, you know, you don't have to be afraid. Did he come in all sensitive and give him options? No, he said, knock that fear out of there, right? It was a command. It was like dad showed up. I, I have zero to no experience with your fathers. But when my dad showed up and it was a command, it was clear. <laughs> this is what we're doing right now, right? And he says, do not fear to take her as a wife. She will have a son and you will name her Jesus, okay, I want to see if anybody said Emmanuel. I wasn't sure because he has two names in this passage. I always, when I was younger, would get confused. Well, wait a minute. Which one do I call him? <laughs> like, when I address him, he gets commands. What does it mean to consume the commands? It means, Scott, that you looked very desperately for a C word that would fit with the point you were trying to make. Consume a command would mean what? What's that feel like? Hey, Freddie, take out the trash. Does that mean he eats the trash? No, Scott, that would be taking consume literally. What happens to Freddie in the trash if he consumes the command? He takes it out, which means he bought it. He bought in. He decided, okay, that's a command, and I'm going to obey. Oh, wow, it fits the theme. I'm... God has commands for Joseph. Unlike us, he decides to skip questioning the commands. In fact, I love what this whole morning is based on. When he awoke, he did as the angel right, told him to do. He decided to do it. He's like, why don't you try? What happens when you try? You're like a blind dog, right? You eventually find your dish once in a while. We have to ask ourselves the question, does this thing work under a set of parameters, directions, down a certain lane? Huh, sounds like bowling. I went bowling the other day, which um, has yet to be a requirement of attenders of Rock Bible Church. Is you, you, can, you never need bowl. Um, but you could, and you could have fun, which I did. And this amazing thing happened. Ten frames, zero gutter balls. Now, 
that was fairly foolish for most of you to laugh and cheer for, because there's a couple of you in the crowd who've already resolved this. Joseph, I put the bumpers up. (laughs) And some would call that, yes, yes, you could call that cheating. I I would call it enjoying myself. Thank you, Ito, right? Uh, Hey, call it whatever you want. Zero gutter balls. Yeah, but, and if you had, and what about the other people, and, you know, it was meant to be, blah, 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 wah. I had a good experience. I pretty much, I've started to decide that in life, the only thing that matters is, do I have a good time? It's not working very well in a user-friendly kind of way with people around me, but um, could your relationship with the Lord be like that? Uh, Gee, Scott, I think I need you to work out the analogy a little bit more for me to be able to answer that question. Okay. What if there were bumper rails in your God experience that kept you in the lane and made you hit a pin on every attempt? Now, mind you, I still managed to score less than 100. (laughs) Which some of you call pathetic, I call talent, skill. It's hard to miss those. You have to try. Um, what, What if your relationship with the Lord had bumper rails that you could put up, and what if those bumper rails were obedience? What if it was when he says certain things about your sexuality, you say, I'm gonna buy that. I'm going to avoid certain things, and I'm going to pursue my sexuality a certain way. And when it comes to money, I'm going to do certain things, and I'm not going to do other things. When it comes to the things that come out of your mouth, like coarse jesting and you know, speaking ill of uh, your elders or whatever, and you decide, eh, I'm not going to do that, I wonder if you'd start hitting more pins. And more than just your theology and your beliefs, but in your experience. I see, that's what happened with Joseph. Is theology turned into experience? You know, they have these things where you show up at one thing and something else happens, right? You show up at a soccer game and a riot breaks out, you know, or you go to a riot and a soccer game breaks out. (laughs) It's questionable as to which two is more violent. What if you started to show up at your theology and it turned into an experience? That the way you treated people, the way you thought about things, what you studied and consumed with your time, the interactions you decided to have, the generosity that you became, all of those things started to look like love your neighbor. And then rather than a cute little thing that a guy said 2,000 years ago, you started to go, oh, wait a minute, there might be something to this. You know, when you start eating something, you develop a craving, right? We're going to have a little moment here. Outside of my family, I've grown up with Bergman mashers my whole life. It's a type of mashed potato with a certain recipe. A few of you have had it. I've developed an appetite for those Bergman mashers. Bergman mashers were... Ixnade this year because of the recipe choices and now I'm in conflict 
because I have an appetite for something that I'm going to miss. Okay? We found a resolution. Instead of Christmas Eve, we're going to have it on Christmas night. Because I have to have my craving. What if your obedience became like that? Like when you step out, like you miss church, you miss something, you step on someone or whatever, and you're like, the craving to be righteous, the craving to be in compliance, the craving to have the heart of God or the mindset of God violates you inwardly so much that I need that appetite. I need to hit that addiction. Ready for a really awkward moment? How many of you have addictions? Oh, look at the awkward. It's just uncomfortable, right? Okay, those of you with your hands up, praise God. You have known the truth, and the truth has set you free. For those of you who did not raise your hand, liars. <laughs> we're all addicts. It's just we got to choose what we're addicted to. I'm, I'm training myself to be addicted to Scripture it's rough. I'm training myself to be addicted to certain things. Addicted to God. How about that? Addicted to obedience. That's why it worked for Joseph. And until you try it, it'll be a mystery. And if it's a mystery, you miss. Right? First part of mystery is you miss out. Right? Miss. Um, so that's the second one. Third one, let's wrap this up. Hmm. Est. Test, huh? Okay, anybody going for test? Okay. <gasps> Survey says? Number one answer on the board. All right, good. Um, test the... What are you testing? Because I think Joseph was testing something. First, he had to believe the history. Uh, secondly, he had to decide to obey the command. What he's actually deciding is to jump in and test the invitation. Is it is, is a command. It was an angel of the Lord, Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. You need to do this. Yes, it was a command, but at some point, Joseph has to say, oh, let's try this. Rack them up. Let's play. Right? You ever, um, you ever gone to a meal and somebody brings out something you've never had before? It may happen tonight. What do you do in that moment? If you're a burglar, you have to eat something of everything that's provided. So you got to try it. That's it. Right? Because if I didn't, my mom would show up and miraculously. I'd be grounded, you know, sent to my room with the... Brussels sprouts or whatever it is. Um, you have to test things. And I think there's a misconception uh, kind of in the experienced Christians. Well, you should never test the Lord your God. I would never test God. He cannot be tempted by anything. And I'm thinking, I understand where you get that. I would like us to look at the context of those passages before you run with that too much. Because one of the guys that said he would not test the Lord his God actually got in trouble for saying that. I can find you other passages that says, ask the Lord. There's even better ways of saying it, really weird ways that you should adopt because I want someone to hear this on the street somewhere. Beseech the Lord. What? 
can't go around beseeching. You get in trouble. Um, what if you begged him? What if you obeyed him? What, what if you tested like how this works? I know some people said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss a Sunday. For I'm going to try to go a full year without missing a Sunday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through the Bible in a year. I'm going to read through the Bible in three years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray every day for at least two and a half minutes. That's a pretty low hanging fruit there. Right? I'm going to memorize a verse. I'm going to learn something from Scripture that I don't know. I'm going to purposely go find stuff until I stumble onto something that's new for me. I'm going to make a new friend. I'm going to go serve someone. I'm going to help another. I'm going to donate to... I'm going to stop being a jerk to... Well, some of you laughed and thought that was funny. <laughs> um, how do we test it? Because it says that he did it. He did and he went. He took the wife. Then he didn't... They didn't have sex. And then when the... When he was born, he called him Jesus. What experience do you think Joseph had? Was it good? Was it awesome? Was it a little risque? It was a little risky. Right? Um, you think uh, social circles bought into it? You think he took a little, um, little flack from public opinion? Yeah, you got to kind of run and go with it regardless of what happens. I don't, I don't know if you uh, know this, but uh, we started this church from scratch. No people, no money, no building. There's only about 21 people who didn't laugh at me at the time. Who's laughing now? Because <laughs> Christmas came early. <laughs> right? Um. It's kind of like babysitting. I was thinking about this this week, and this is really weird, and it will be entertaining, I hope, but it's going to make a point. Some of you are into babysitting. There's, there's someone in my family who's kind of into babysitting, which is why it got me thinking about this. And then I was listening to the radio, and babysitting came up again two times. Now I'm really thinking about it, and I thought, wait a minute, I, didn't, I did very little babysitting. I missed that season. Let me think, how many, did I babysit a few times? I did just a couple few times, and huh, I didn't get an invite back. <laughs> how did that work? I remember babysitting a few times, and let's just say we had fun, capital F. I believe all the times that I babysit, they were uh, of the male gender, and there was sugar involved. Probably permanent markers on the wall. Um, one time, someone actually broke a bone. Um, we had lots of food and had a great old time. There were movies and loud music and the whole thing. And it was wonderful. I had a great time. The kids had an even better time. And then the parents came home. What is going on here? Never got called back. I don't understand. But I'm pretty sure. There you go, Tyler. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what happened. After I was dismissed from my babysitting duties and in my car and I'm off, I bet the parents said to the kids, 
What, did you guys have a tornado? And I'm pretty sure what the kids asked, yeah, can we have another tornado? Um, we don't follow the rules. It becomes a mess. When you follow the rules, you get invited back. Right? Test the invitation. Would you play by the rules, there's fewer penalties. When you listen to the coach, you get more minutes. When you show up on time, you keep the job. When you smile at your family, they smile back. When you treat them well at Christmas Eve dinner, they might come back the next year. You see the pattern? We got to figure out how do we do the pattern with God where it starts to work, where we start knocking over pins, where we start scoring, where we start having a good experience. And more importantly, people around us have start having a better experience. Joseph did that. In fact, to the point where now his name is down in history. Infamy. Wow. That's kind of interesting because uh, pretty much the very next story that you get out of this is when uh, Jesus is a teenager and mom and dad can't find him. They're headed back home and he must have hung around in Jerusalem. There's a quick little story about that. And then when do we hear from Joseph again? Never. This was his, it was his pinnacle. That was his moment. His five minutes of fame or 15 minutes of fame. Some people say it's 15 minutes. I think I only get five. But he did enough in his opportunity. We said, I know the history of God, and I know the history of who God is. I want to pay more attention to what he's asked of me. And then I'm going to try it. All right, look at your outline. I made you fill in three letters. What's it say? Ready? One, two, three. You too could be a corny pastor. It's not that hard. Um, we have to decide if we're going to listen to God. For Joseph, it came in the form of an angel through a dream, and he decided to listen and do it. You've got to decide if you're going to believe all this stuff and try it out. I, I know it's hard and far-fetched to think that a virgin would have a kid. That doesn't make sense. That someone would know about it hundreds or thousands of years previous that it would actually come to fruition and then people would walk on water and the dead would be raised and people would be healed of stuff just by touching a coat just but the more that I have experience with it the mystery starts to make sense because this is the experience I'm having myself you can have that too you just need to you never done that. You could trust the history of others who have done that. And you could take the invitation. Because before you can test the invitation, you got to take it. You just got to say, all right, God. Me and you, from this day forward, mostly you. 
Yeah. If that's you, we want to help. That's why we're here. Come see me after. Uh, but say a prayer. Start talking to him. Hey, hey, uh, big guy. You'd call him big guy. Hey, God. I accept you. I accept your son. I accept the stories. You can start making sense of them as we go, but I'm going to start with one foot forward on this one. Amen? Let's pray, and, uh, and then we got a couple more funds. Lord, thanks for our uh, time in your word. Thanks for what you did with Joseph and Mary, and mostly what you did through Jesus. Here's the part we spent little time on today. Is that It says he would save them from their sins, and that's exactly what he did at Easter, and we, we're so grateful for that. What it proves and the confidence it can give us in the history of the track record of who you are and what you've done, most of it miraculous. Help us to see it in new ways. Help us to obey it in new ways. Give us clarity. I pray for those that are maybe deciding that for the first time, that you bless them. And then allow us to bless them. We thank you for the offering that we're about to receive, and we pray that you would use it for what you want to do rather than what we want to do. And we pray this all in your son's name. Amen. like it. May you act like it. Amen? Amen. Go with him.